Welcome to yet another edition of Fixing to Talk Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Brown, and today we've got a pair of WBL player interviews. That's right. We are being a series of interviews where we will have discussions with players from the WBL Wiffleball League in Massachusetts, South Shore's own Wiffleball League. Uh, but before we get to those interviews, make sure you like and subscribe, follow on Twitter. Make sure you go follow the Cool Zone pod with Jonathan Sullivan and Nick Brown, the Foxborough Files with Dan Roach, Zach Lacey, and Mike Ayula, as well as Mountain Off Radio. And without further ado, let's get to it. All right, joining me now is a cousin of mine, a, a, a newer member to the WBL, but a champion in his own right. That would be one DJ Brown. DJ, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, before we get into this player interview, got to list off your career accolades and stats. Uh, so you are entering your sophomore season. So last year was your rookie season. And in your rookie season, you had a 4-4-3 OBP to go along with a 3-6-0 ERA. You had five home runs last year. And I think most importantly, you walked away, as I mentioned, champion uh, as part of the Hanks 2020 team champions. Uh, so you've kind of ingratiated yourself as not only a, a constant threat, but also a winner. Because not only did you win in the WBL, you went out and won an FBL championship in your first year too. So clearly you have some sort of magic touch to you. Is that, is that fair to say? I mean, I'd like to think so. I definitely coming into the league tried to, you know, I've always been competitive in sports and always like winning. So definitely try to carry that into the league. And then obviously that means I have big shoes to fill this year you know, hopefully continue the streak. Definitely going to be tough, but mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see. All right. So the first question I want to ask you, I think for you personally, it's absolutely going to be the hardest one, but we'll see. Who is DJ Brown? Hmm. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> tough. But um, I mean, as a player and like an athlete, I would say, Definitely not the most fiery or seemingly competitive on the field, but that definitely exists like inside when I play. I'm definitely competitive deep down and I hate losing. Definitely hate losing, but, and I love to win, but also I love being a part of a team, playing with everyone, just having a group going against another group and want to come out on top. And that's pretty much it. Mm. Now, Talk to me a little bit about your sports background. I personally obviously know a little bit about it, but for those that aren't aware, what kind of sports were you playing growing up? Yeah, so I started off, I would say baseball and soccer. I played probably about when I was six or seven. And, I've, and then I kind of picked up basketball probably a few years later. And I played those three main sports for like basically my whole youth and then in high school I didn't play basketball anymore but I was like focused on baseball and I played soccer too actually half of my high school years and then 
baseball throughout kind of just started to focus on that but those were like the competitive sports but I obviously you know growing up played like football and like wiffle ball and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so I've sports has always been a part of my life now when you were first approached about joining the WBO what were your first thoughts that came into your mind were you kind of like uh I don't know it's it's your friends like I know you and Nick but like I don't know about anyone else and or what was going through your mind when we first approached you about joining the WBO yeah that was definitely part of it like wasn't really sure you know I didn't know pretty much anyone besides you guys but ultimately like when you asked it sounded interesting and I obviously love wiffle ball and stuff like that so I decided to give it a chance and then pretty sure you just asked me to come and it was like the last day or two of the captain's format and I tried it out then and started to stick around I for one I'm glad you did because you were a big part of that Hanks championship run last year so shout out you (laughs) Uh, now as a member of the Hanks what's what do you enjoy the most about playing for the Hanks so I mean, obviously, this is my second year, and I think last year's team had some things I liked a lot, and even this year I like a lot, too, some things about the Hanks. So, obviously, last year we, you know, won a lot of games, obviously won the whole thing, and that was just a fun run to be a part of because we kind of, going into the playoffs, had, like, a good feeling that, yeah, we can, you know, win it all. So that was a fun run to be a part of. And then, you know, obviously this year, I'd be lying if I said coming into it, I thought we were a huge contender, but that's kind of what I like about this year. No one really expects anything from us. So it's kind of fun to prove everyone wrong. Mm. So I like that. Embracing the underdog mentality. I I love it. All right. Now I want you to put your team GM hat on, or in this case, put yourself in Miller's shoes presently. If you could trade for any one player in the league, I don't need you to tell me who you would have to give up to get this person. Uh, But if you could trade for any one person in the league, who would it be? Hmm. I would say um, probably Matt, because I know he's a good baseball player and he's very good pitcher, tough to hit. I hate facing him. And he's kind of just like a, both sides of the ball are really good. So I feel like that'd be definitely helpful to have. Mm. Yeah. Matt seems to be the popular pick here. Uh, some people are just picking him because he's the best all around player in their opinion. Yeah. Some are just saying, well, he's not a captain. So I want him on my team. No doubt. Yeah. But captains aside, I, I didn't care. This is just a big hypothetical. Uh, now I think this next question, I don't know if this is a good one to ask you but I'm going to attempt it anyways. Uh, With me not being in the league, rivalries have kind of gone on the the downward trend, you know, people not really getting in each other's faces and yelling at each other as much. Although there are a couple of exceptions. Uh, Do you, would you say you have a rival in the WBL? And if not, do you, would you, do you think the Hanks have one? Um. I don't think the Hanks have one, but if I had to pick one for myself, I guess I would say Nick because obviously the cousin rivalry 
And every time we face, you know, the bums and Nick, I always want to do well. And I feel like that'd definitely be my rivalry. Okay. I can get behind that. That's fair. All right. Now, if you could take over my shoes, which is currently the role of commissioner, if you could do that for one day, what would be the first thing that you would change about the league? All right. That's definitely an easy one for me. I kind of was talking about this yesterday during the games. I hate stealing. I mean, <sighs> as, as a pitcher, I definitely, it's annoying. And I, even as a base runner, like I don't even think I've tried to steal once. I just hate, <laughs> hate stealing and wiffle ball, but that's probably the one I would change, take out. You're not the only one there. There is a yeah. there is a growing contingent of people who want that gone, and it almost was gone going yeah. this year until there was a last a last second ditch effort to preserve it. And uh, so we'll see. Maybe next year it'll it will uh, kick it to the curb. But we'll see. Uh, now speaking about you personally here, what's one area of your game that you most want to improve upon going forward? Um, I mean, so I definitely, I feel like pitching is definitely my strong suit. I mean, which is kind of weird because I was never a pitcher in baseball, but I kind of just have like a good feel for throwing strikes and where my pitches are going to go. But so with that being said, probably definitely the hitting side, probably, I definitely want to hit more home runs. I mean, I never like in baseball really thought I was like, a, I was never a contact hitter. So kind of weird that I don't really hit many home runs, but I feel like it's just timing it up right and getting the right swing on it. Just, I feel like that's going to come with more experience in the league. So yeah. once you get to see people more and more, you'll, yeah. it'll become a, a, it'll become basically second nature to yeah. know what's what people are throwing and what to expect and where it'll, where they're, they're looking to throw it and what angle it'll come from. You, you'll figure it out most people usually do there are exceptions to that one as well but you'll you'll probably figure it out um uh, let's i want to talk get your thoughts on the expansion team uh, obviously um, i don't expect you to know a whole lot about them not a whole lot has been said about them other than that they are a group of kids from catholic memorial a couple of them play baseball a couple of them don't um uh, but i'm just curious if you have any thoughts or expectations for the expansion team when they start playing next month? Yeah, I mean, this is probably an unpopular answer, but I think they're definitely going to be the worst team in the league. And I feel like every a lot of people are saying, you know, they're going to be middle of the pack, contend for the playoffs, obviously better than us probably, and I completely disagree with that. I find it very hard to believe they will be better than us. But that's probably a biased opinion, but... I mean, they haven't played in the league before, so that's going to take some getting used to. I, I feel like they can probably, you know, string hits together. I feel like they're not going to be a good pitching team. So that's those are my thoughts. But I'm definitely – I think it's definitely a good thing to add a team, just add some more, you know, variety to playing. So I think that will be good. Hmm. All right. Now – it's right about that time to put you on the hot seat here. We're going to, we're going to throw some rapid fire questions <laughs> your way, put 60 seconds on the clock. 
and see how many of them you can answer. I, I just need quick answers. You don't have to elaborate. You don't have to explain. Just okay. we'll, we'll see how, let's see how many you can knock off. All right. All righty. If you could swim in any liquid, what would it be? Jello. What is the song you hear most often? Uh, levitating. What have you done that you are most proud of? Um, yeah. I uh, made the Dean's list. How many keys do you have on your key ring? Two. What's your favorite song? Um, Forever by Drake. What's the worst haircut style you've ever had? A mohawk. What advice did you get that was most rewarding? To not care what other people think about you. If you could change one thing about your looks, what would it be? Um, more defined muscles. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, yeah. we, all, we all ask for those, but it's <laughs> so you're not wrong. You can't go wrong with that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You did pretty good there. Not going to lie. All right. As we're winding down here, I do have one final question I do want to ask. What's the, your favorite part about playing in the WBO that has you keep coming back for each season going forward? Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely like just the atmosphere of getting to go play every Sunday and like, you know, competing because obviously I don't play like any real competitive sports anymore, like being out of high school and stuff. So I feel like the WBL kind of helps like fill that hole that I used to obviously have in my life. And then the guys are great too. It's a good time. And that part of it too, like it's, while it is competitive, you know, we have a lot of fun doing it. So that part is just great about the league. Hmm. All right. Any final thoughts? you want to get off your chest here before we uh, sign off? Uh, go Hex. Hell yeah. I can end on that. <laughs> no bias there or anything. Yep. All right, DJ. I appreciate you hopping on. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you. All right. Joining me now is a proud member of the Dominican Republic snowflakes. That would be one. Dan Roach. Dan, how are you doing? Not too bad. Just uh, enjoying some good weather. Ah, we love to hear it. And before we start off this player interview, I do want to list your career stats and accolades. Please so you. <laughs> I, I gotta do what I gotta do, man. <laughs> so you... You came into 2021 with a career 406 OBP and a 414 ERA. You've you've hit 33 home runs in four seasons. You do not have any awards to your name yet, which is unfortunate because I feel like you would have won one by now, whether nah, pretty, or better pretty or mediocre. Worse. Yeah, I've, I've somehow escaped the doo doo glove. I'm not. I think. I think. <laughs> 
I might have uh, been worthy of it the year that we pranked Nick into getting it. Um, <laughs> so I might have been very happy that that was happening. <laughs> but uh, last year, you had a 3.76 OBP and a 3.45 ERA. Not too shabby on the ERA department. Uh, yeah, not terrible. Yeah. So I think things might be trending upwards for you, especially from a pitching standpoint. Um, we'll, we'll see how this year goes. But first question coming out the gate could be the hardest one. We'll see. Who is Dan Roach? Uh, Dan Roach is, is a glue guy. He is not the most talented guy on the team. Uh, he bats last for a reason. Uh, but he brings the vibes. The team loves him. Uh, he loves his team. And uh, but other than that, he's pretty much useless. I mean, most <laughs> of the time, he doesn't get on base. He can, he can give you some innings sometime uh, when there's like a little bit of wind. My stuff plays best, I think. Um, but I think so far, I haven't had the greatest outings on, on the mound or at the plate. And then in the field, I mean, just hide me. Just leave me away from where the ball's going to go. All right. I... Useless is is quite the strong term. We'll, I, I mean, uh, I got some stats to make up for this year. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, I'm swinging it like I'm swinging it like old school Mike, and I've got the hands of Jonathan, and I'm oh, throwing it like no. I'm throwing it like last year's DS. I mean, you've you've got a no hitter to your name, so it's not like the pitching isn't there. Yeah, it, it depends. Sometimes if there's a little bit of wind, I think my stuff bites best. But I'll tell you, I lived, I sneakily lived in the, the bottom half of that chair, like in the legs. And <laughs> yeah. They, they brought up the zone. I had to bring everything up and, and things got a little tough. <laughs> Trust me, there's going to be an adjustment period for everyone. So you're not alone in that regard. But I want to talk about your sports background next. So talk to me a little bit about what sports you were playing growing up as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I played the pretty much everything growing up uh, except for hockey uh, baseball up until eighth grade um actually i quit baseball because brennan Connolly, we were not friends at the time and he was like an absolute phenom uh in hanover and i remember we, we had this field in, in hanover town center and the outfield doesn't end and he was just hitting balls that like he could like he could have walked the bases because they just went so far over everyone's head it was stupid uh, and then he pitched and just through like 75 which in eighth grade was like stupid it's like jesus so i quit baseball then um but i was i've always been a sort of a mental case when it comes to sports uh, i played soccer for forever um all the way up through high school uh, until i didn't make the the rt club team which was real competitive just because it was a big school um i played a little bit of volleyball as a joke i've done some, tr some track and field um like javelin and stuff like that Gosh, what are the other? I played football for a little bit. So I mean, I, I did I did a good a good mix. Uh, and then when I was at college, I played rugby. So uh, I said the two big sports that I played most most competitively were the European ones, so soccer and rugby. I do want to get into the rugby background. Uh, you're the most prominent person I know that played rugby. So actually, I actually want to get into that a little bit on a, on a side side note here. Yeah, sure. What what's like, what is the toll that rugby takes on your body on like a daily or a or a game basis? I think so. It depends what position you play. Um, you'll hear lots of these stories, and it'll be like, 
like people getting like face cuts and I don't know, losing teeth or like just like gross like stories. I would say generally those happen to what are called the forwards, which is sort of a misnomer. Forwards you can think of in football as being um, your offensive line. And in rugby, there's no designated like, like, like the center equivalent definitely will get the ball in rugby game. And so like he will need to be tackled. So you just get like huge humans, um, whether that be huge because they're just larger and uh, maybe have a little bit more heft on them um, or like larger as in like, they just total gym rats. So you get like these people and they just line up like almost, I don't know, 10, 15 yards away, 20 yards away. And it's that, that whole game breaks down to like fullback dives. Like it just repeat repetitive fullback dives. Cause it's, I mean, there's no stops in play really it, not in the way that football is, is sort of just discrete increments. So I think those, those guys get more or more of the ground and pound. And then, I mean, there's no pads, which I think scares people to a degree. Um, I will say though, that, having played football even for a little bit when you're have pads on there's and someone's coming it's like i'm just going to take my whole body and just like like if i drill this person it's not going to hurt me because like i got this helmet on i got these pads on i'm all mm-hmm. kitted up like whatever um so people i think in in football tackling is is more forceful but they're just more padded and so in rugby i think you find a lot more that people don't tackle like full strength or really throw themselves at people as much because um, it just, it hurts you too to lay a big hit. Yeah. Um, so that's what I, t- I, I, me personally, um, I had in practice, it was like a non-contact drill. Actually, I had uh, my tooth went through my front lip um, and then I didn't get stitches. So actually, if you ever catch me, I have a fat lip over here and a scar. Um, and I noticed I got back to my dorm. I was like swishing around some water. And I, like all of a sudden I got like wet on my leg and I was like, what the fuck was that? And then I went and uh, <laughs> I, w- I went in the mirror because I was like, maybe I have, a- I knew I had a fat lip because it was bleeding pretty good in practice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, like maybe I got a fat lip and it's numb. And so then I was swishing around more water because I knew I had a cut underneath my lip and uh, it went out like, like, like not through my mouth, like above it, like through oh. the hole. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a, that's a legit hole in the face. <laughs> Battle scars, baby. Yeah. So, and there's, there's, there are some, some, some bad elements to rugby, I guess, uh, where like, they have things called blood subs. I've had, I've never had one like a needed a blood sub, but I've had teammates with big scars over their head, like bleeding. And so what they'll do is a uh, blood sub is essentially you're bleeding, which is like a medical hazard. Like nobody wants to get somebody else's blood on you. Like that's gross. It's yeah. like medical implications. Um, and so what they'll do is you go off like the ref will like see you or, or you can ask the ref you'd be like look i need to i need a blood sub but yeah you go to the sideline and for the time that it takes for you to basically just get bandaged up and so the blood is not like able to like get on other people you have a sub on the field then the next time that there's like a stop and play they sub you back out um because it's like professional soccer where you know um it's not like you know in professional soccer when you're in you're in and once you come out then that's it and there's a set mm-hmm. number of subs and things like that so that, that exists in rugby too. Um, so, I mean, you'll get kids with like, like after games going up first, you know, getting scars and stuff like, or getting stitched up. And meanwhile, you know, mid game, they just got like a bandage thrown over it and went back in and played the rest of the game. So you got some gross stuff like that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, respect to you for that. Cause I know I would have crumbled 
my body would have absolutely crumbled broken in half at some point if I tried to play rugby. So yeah, I was more of the, the quicker kids. I stayed away from the real heavy hitters mostly. <laughs> All right. So circling back here to the WBL, what were your first thoughts when you heard about the WBL, whether it was from Nick, whoever, so basically what were your thoughts when you first heard about the WBL? Um, gosh, this probably was like eighth grade or something. It's probably around that time. Um, still playing Zach's backyard and they were just sort of like, I think they were just like, Hey, we play with a ball. That's what we do. And, uh, I was like, wait, that sounds like real fun. Um, and it was just guys being guys just sticking around in Zach's backyard, having fun. Uh, and I remember it was a lot more fun at first because, you know, the book's not out on you. So, you know, I think there was like that first summer that I came, I remember specifically we were in Zach's Cape house backyard. And I think I had, it was you and Zach were on the other team or maybe it was just Zach, but I remember he was pissed because I kept like hitting like the low chair and like the back of the chair. He was getting, he was like ready to kill me. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And then, um, you know, since then the book's out, they raised the strike zone. A little less fun. A little less fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> so transitioning to your team, the Dominican Republic Snowflakes, uh, what what do you enjoy the most about playing for the Snowflakes? Um, you know, I, I think that the, the group of guys, first of all, I mean, they're just a blast to be with. Um, I think I know everyone on the team, which uh, – which is a nice plus. I know some of the teams uh, who are newer or, you know, had extra additions or like guys that maybe I know a little less. Um, they're probably good guys. It's just, you know, I know these, like I know Mark, I know Billy, I know Zach. Um, so like that in and of itself, I think is, is nice because um, you just have that history and, and camaraderie there. Um, I also like that there's sort of like, like I, I sneakily, I sneakily suck because the, my team around me is good. Um, it sucks for them. You know, it, they probably would like a weekend maybe where I was just, uh, cheering them on from the sidelines, but, um, I don't you know, think Bill so. If I, if I know your teammates well enough, they, they would never. I don't know. I, Bill, Bill can turn it on. Uh, and then, you know, Zach is, Zach is always pretty much on, uh, and Mark, Mark sneaky underrated. Look, I know there's been some, some stuff said by a certain, uh, two members of the bums about Mark and, you know, whether a certain member of the bums is better than Mark. And, uh, all I know is, is, hey, we we put Mark on the on the dish, and uh, Mark's showing up uh, when he's uh, when he's pitching. People can hand his stuff, and uh, he he does well at the plate, and and his fielding speaks for himself. So, I think sometimes people uh, get a little turned off because Mark can run his mouth from time to time. But hey, when you when you can walk the when you can walk the walk, I guess you can talk the talk. I would know a thing or two about that. You don't, you don't have to, you're preaching to the choir when you, when you, you speak to me like that. Yeah. <laughs> now I need you to put on your, your GM, your captain hat for a moment here. So imagine that you were the team captain of the snowflakes, not Zach. If huh. your team could trade for one player in the league, could be another captain, could be any other player in the league, who would it be? Um, I would trade myself for Alec if if that were allowed. Um, I mean, pure GM standpoint, like like I'm just I think that Bill Bill hedges me out. I mean, 
you know, I'll have my days where I'm on and Bill has his days where he's on, but I think, you know, in a vacuum, I, I'd take Bill's defense a little bit over mine. I mean, I drop a lot of like stupid like pop-ups and it's inferior. As much as it's infuriating for other people, you know, on my team, it's infuriating for me. Um, I think I had an inning earlier where I, earlier this year, I dropped like the third out. Of course, like the next guy homeward off me for like a two-run bomb. I was like, fuck me. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, speaking on Alec, I think, you know, um, I think a lot of people may, might pick Matt, you know, just across the league. I just, um, I think Alec is going to be around maybe a little bit more. I think there's less questions about that. Um, and his stuff can play. Um, of course, you know, Matt, Matt, I think has been doing a good job on the mound, but uh, Alec gets in these streaks, man. And it's just at the, at the plate and he'll just, just crush the ball. Yeah. I mean, it's like, if it's a ball, it's a ball, and he's not swinging. And if it's anywhere in the plate, he's getting a hold of it. So I think, I think he he's been having a good year. Um, I know he didn't have the credit. Didn't he like? Didn't they get swept by the? Uh, maybe they did this. I thought they did this the sweeping or something. I don't know. We'll see. I, I thought that they had like, a bad series recently, but um, uh, well, the- they lost. They got swept by the Hanks, and then they lost two of three again to the Hanks. So yeah, they have lost five of their last six yeah so maybe maybe not against the hanks but uh i think, I think the hanks out. just own them i i I, yeah. I mean last year it was the same story mm-hmm. they went for they were two and four against the hanks this year one and yeah, five I, show yeah that's that's also the <laughs> other thing is matt didn't play in a single one of those games this year uh yeah. so that's that that's the thing and now that he's out indefinitely due to injury and likely out the rest of the year. That's, that's going to be a tough blow for the RCCs. No. Yeah. I heard about that. That's not fun. No. How do you do Is he still playing, playing like actual baseball? Uh, I believe so. Cause he, that's how he heard it. That fucking sucks. Yeah, it does. Um, but you're the first person who went out of their way to not only say who they would trade for, but who they would give up in return. Usually somebody asks like, Oh, do I have to say who I have to get, who I have to give up for my team? And I'd be like, no, no, no. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to, I don't want you to throw your, your teammates under the bus. And you went ahead and threw yourself under the bus, which oh, hell yeah, uh, wasn't really expecting that, but all right. All yeah. Right. I mean, I'm batting like 0.07. I mean, I'm not that bad, but man, it's not been a good year at the play so far. <laughs> all right. Everyone has slow starts from time to time. It happens. But yeah, let's move on. Obviously, with myself out of the league, there is a, uh, how do I put this? A decline on uh, rivalries, so to speak. Uh, who would you say is your biggest rival in the league? And I'll, I'll, con- I'll context this by saying you can answer this from a snowflakes perspective or your own personal perspective. Um, gosh, in terms of, of pesky hitters, um, Jonathan gives me, he can give me a hard time with the plate. Um, I just sometimes forget how to pitch to him. Like I know that there's certain stuff I can't do to him at the plate and I'll do it and he'll just, he'll just take me yard. I just like, why did I do that? No, I can't do that. Um, and then Alec, Alec sneaky. So, so the, I have this one pitch that I think Alec doesn't think I can throw. But and he's right. Most of the time, I can't throw it. Um, I need like the wind to like not be blowing a certain way. 
And the two conditions that I pitched in thus far, it was like blowing that way. And then it was like, I was in that like weird rainy game where it was like all gross and mm-hmm. the ball wasn't moving at all. So that was sort of like just a tough day in general. Um, but if I can throw out a pitch more consistently, it works a lot better against Jonathan and, and Alec. Um, and actually at, pitching coach Zach uh, helped me with that last year. That was a, actually we're, I think we were in the playoffs and he was like, dude, just like put the ball like this and, and spin it, see what it does. And then all of a sudden, I think it was like a new pitch. People didn't know I could throw it and they just chucked it up to luck a bunch of times and I was getting some strikeouts. So, um, you know, we'll see. That's uh, those guys have just been two guys that I think routinely have given me trouble at the plate. Um, yeah. All right. Now, now I want you to put on your commissioner's cap for a moment here. If you could become commish for a day, what's the first thing you would change about the league? Um, you know, honestly, and this is going to upset, I think, some people. <laughs> I would be maybe a proponent of dissolving all of the teams going back to regular football. ball. Um, you know, when you look at, like, I just think that there are a lot of weekends and it comes down that we'll have like six, seven, eight guys around. But I think because it's not their team or whatever, they feel like obligated that to not come. I, I mean, it's a balancing act because I think like, um, you know, Mike's PC friends or uh, this new potential golf team that, that, that Zach's bringing um, from, from his work. I don't think that those guys maybe join the league if it's not set teams, but um, I mean, I, I don't know. It's like, let me take this, this, this past weekend. Like I know I was around, Jonathan was around, Christian Mark was around. Um, I mean, there were guys, I know you guys are in Pennsylvania, but, but there were just like guys around Miller's around. I think that we could field six almost any weekend. And it's like, I feel like, you know, I just been bad scheduling too, but it's like the last three weekends, just the flakes haven't been able to uh, play just for other commitments. It's sort of just like, man, like I was looking forward to wiffle ball this weekend. Can't play. I get that people got other stuff going on, but trying to play, man. (laughs) I hear you, dude. I, I mean, that's, that's an interesting take. Um, I wasn't expecting that one at all. Um, but you're also not the first person, uh, to not answer the question that way, but to bring this topic up, um, there it, it has its its pros and its cons. Uh, I think right now we're kind of running with the permanent team, seeing how that goes, seeing what it's like. Yeah, and I be. guess I guess there's also the argument that these permanent teams don't, don't preclude pickup with a ball. I, I just don't know. I feel like people around and maybe they just feel like they have to play for their. Yeah, it's just like. No, like, it, I think. Like, like, I bet, I bet if you were to pose this question to Nick, he'd be like, "Well, I'm not gonna play because, like, or like, maybe I'll play, but like, like, I don't care about this because, like, this is not like real. This is for my team." And like, I get that to an extent, but also like, like pick up a competitive whip. Like, I'm, I'm in for that. I'm in to just have fun. I'm in to play as much as I can. Yeah, uh, I, I think you could definitely get some people for pick up whip for sure. Like, but I, there are those that are gonna be like. Well, it doesn't count, so I'm not I'm not there. Like I'm not in. Yeah, I think that there are some some we'll call them fringe people on the league, and I won't name names that 
maybe show up more because their captain's like, hey, dude, we need you this weekend. Mm -hmm. Versus like, hey, who's around for whiff? I'm just throwing that out in the chat like that. I'd agree with that statement. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see. Maybe, Maybe... Maybe I get my wish and this league turns into a liking drinking and hockey and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> a, a, a boy can dream, DR. A boy can dream. <laughs> All right. Now, circling back to you personally, what's one area of your game that you want to improve on the most? It's got to be plate vision. Um, there are just so many times that a ball will come in. Like, it's not necessarily like one area of the strike zone. Like, I'm sorry, I just got a call. Um, it, it's not necessarily like one area of the strike zone. Like sometimes it's like head high, sometimes it's like low, and no idea if it's going to be a strike or not. Sometimes I end up swinging at like stupid, stupid pitches, and sometimes I just watch pitches just kind of like dead center in the strike zone. So if I could, it, it's got to be plate vision. I think I can put some some decent swings on the ball. Um, I just end up striking out so much because of plate vision is really what it boils down to. Mm. All right. Now you, you sort of mentioned the expansion team. There may even be a second one on the way. That's still unofficial, still yet to be confirmed. We'll see. But for the original expansion team that is confirmed to start play next month, do you have knowing what you know about them, which maybe a little might be a lot, what are your expectations for them? Um, I think, I mean, this league, I'm, it's, it, it's tough. I think we've only seen one person sort of just come into this league and, and take it by storm being, being, you know, Matty baseball. Um, I think the vast majority of the people that come into this league, you know, even, you know, like you look at a guy like Ryan Connolly who played baseball for forever. Um, you know, that always doesn't translate. We've seen, so I, I just think, um, you know, even like like Riley came and, uh, you know, we saw what he could do on the, on the FBL. We saw, you know, what he is sort of physically, but, you know, that always doesn't translate either. Um, I just think that it's tough and it's tough. It, and part of the part of this knowing this week, even though it's slow pitch. You know, that sense, but it's it, it has its nuances and I think it sneaks up on people a lot. And part of knowing this league and being good in this league, if you go talk to the good hitters, you go talk to the good pitchers, it's about knowing your opponent. It's about knowing what pitches they throw, where they throw them, you know, how they start out, what they look like, um, or vice versa. You know, this this batter, I can't I can't throw it here. This this batter, yeah. If I if I if I leave it up, if I leave this pitch in this location, it's like it's almost guaranteed. So I think part of just being a good player in this league is is knowing the other players in this league and their tendencies and. Um, I mean, that's just something that a new team can't really learn overnight. I agree with that. All right. Now it's time to kind of put you on the spot here. We're going to do, we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock here. We're going to fire some rapid fire questions at you, put you in the metaphorical electric chair. Let's see how many you can answer in 60 seconds. Nobody calls it the electric chair. Well, I do. And that's <laughs> I've already I've already heard the rumors that uh nobody has any idea what I'm talking about when I call it the electric chair. That yeah. is totally fine. I don't care. It's my name. I'm running. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I knew that question was coming and I was I was gonna jump right on it. But nobody calls it the electric chair. <laughs> 
Well, I do, and I don't care if anyone else knows about it. All <laughs> right. So 60 seconds on the clock. Let's see what you've made of. How long of a consecutive time have you spent in a car? Ooh. Like counting breaks? Sure. 16 hours. What is your favorite Halloween costume? Um. You know, honestly, I just when I was like a Red Sox player every year. I did go three-hole punch gym once. That was a good one. How can you tell if someone is a nerd? Usually social social cues. If you could teach any grade or subject, what would it be? High school math. What fashion trend do you just not get? Crocs. Don't do it. Can't can't do it. If you could choose your nickname, what would it be? I like DR. I think it. I think it fits. What is your best feature? Ooh, um, maybe my nose. I like my nose a lot. <laughs> we'll end on that. It's big. It's a little crooked. It's a little. It's got a little brokenness to it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As we wind down here, I got one final question before I get you on out of here. What is your favorite part about the WBL that keeps you coming back year after year? So yeah, just the guys, you know what I mean? Just shooting the shit. The jokes that we have, I think, are quality. Um, but I think there's a reason that almost every single person that we brought around this league, they stick around. Um, and I think there's a reason for that. And I think that um, you know, as somebody who shows up fairly consistently to the league, uh, I think that, that anyone who, who would consider themselves sort of a regular in the WBL, um, you know, that's really a compliment to, to them because I think we have something special. And I think when people come and they see um, this friend group, they see not necessarily with football, I think it's more about the guys. They see what we have and they're like, hey, this is fun. These guys are all right. Um, and that's a big compliment. Um, so that's probably my favorite part. And I think, I think it shows. And I think, I think that's why people want in. I think that's why the league's grown and um, mm -hmm. I think it'll continue to do that. Yeah. That's pretty much the sentiment that most of us have given. And I, I can't help but agree. That's, that's what, other than being an over competitive MFR, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what brings me back. Hey, when it's playoff, when it's playoff time or, or the games on the line, I'm here for it. Yep. <laughs> you're talking to the kid that you're talking to the kid that bullied out the, that, that ref, that umpire. <laughs> we won't talk about that, no, even though it's it. it's on YouTube. <laughs> it, it is documented. Uh, all right. Documented. <laughs> but uh, do you have any final thoughts, Dan? Before we we officially call this one a wrap. Yeah. Um. I guess. We'll see. Hopefully, we can turn around this year and uh, turn it back on, get back to the norm a little bit. Mm -hmm. Will Mike talking a lot of smack about his batting average compared to mine? We'll, uh, oh no, <laughs> hurts a little bit. <laughs> oh man, no, we can't be having that. Cannot nope. be having that. Nope. <laughs> All right, Dan. I appreciate you hopping on. We'll see you down the road.